Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Hey, we're glad you're with us again this week. John Morris, Brooke Bednarz, and Brooke, we are glad to have with us Cody Gogler today, Associate AD for Resource Development, head of the Bear Foundation. Cody, welcome to the Sikkim Podcast. Thank you very much. It's a treat to be with you today. I've been watching you all do this or listening to the podcast for several months now. And, and just to be a part of it is really special. So thank you. Okay. So this is a theme now. If you've listened to some of the previous ones, any anyone that you l- particularly liked or stood out from any of the others? I really, obviously, just for um, just for um, personal reasons, I love Doug Smith's yeah. podcast. It was just so cool to hear you all really dig deep with him and just get the whole snapshot of the career and, and what he's meant to Baylor. But, you know, here are some personal stories too. But I think the one last week was Marcus Sideberry. Right. And so for the last probably hour or so, I've been working on my voice. because <laughs> Mark, Marcus has that radio voice, doesn't he? I, I think it's referred to in, in your line of work as like the VOG or like the voice of God. Yes, you know, He's yes. got like that voice of God like I just want to listen to him for another hour that's right so we'll see how I do very good you got you got the voice you got it (laughs) so far so good well appreciate you being with us thanks very much you You know you you uh, mentioned Doug Smith and the Bear Foundation you worked with him for a while and Doug has uh, gone off into the ridden off into the sunset in retirement we wish him nothing but the best but boy what he established at the Bear Foundation and what you are continuing you and everyone in there are continuing it is just uh, remarkable You know, Doug Smith is, I've never met anyone like him before. And it doesn't have to be in the industry, just a specific individual. He's just so unique. And he just pours into people. You know, you can just, there's just this natural um, way about how he goes about doing things where he just makes people feel extremely comfortable. Um, And and I can easily see why that, you know, trans, uh, you know, transpired into all the success that Baylor's had specifically in the bear foundation. And he really built this thing, um, you know, uh, through some difficult times, mm-hmm. through some really awesome times as we transitioned over to McLean stadium. And, and, uh, he deserves all the credit for where the bear foundation is today to be with him. The last three years, uh, has been a treat for many reasons. He's funny. He's fun to be around. He's loving, he's caring. Um, but just to have him as a mentor uh, is, is, you know, not many people in our industry will, will get that opportunity. You know, he was the fundraiser of the year uh, in college athletics twice, hmm. uh, which is unheard of. And so he's not just a Baylor legend. He's a, a, 
uh, collegiate athletics fundraising legend. So uh, a very neat uh, opportunity for all of us to be around him. In a little bit, we're going to dive into your background and what led you here. But before we do that, I wanted to ask you why you wanted to work for Baylor. Why was it important that you come here and call Baylor home? You know, I probably would answer that two different ways. I think three years ago, coming to Baylor was just naturally different. It was um, a great opportunity uh, for the career. Um, I'm from Texas you know, um, so I grew up in Huntsville, not too far from Waco. Uh, so the, that that was in play as well, to be around my family again, moving from Colorado. Um, and, and just the, the amazing facilities and the sport programs, just the Big 12 Conference, you know, it was just a great step. And, and obviously I recognized at that time, you know, uh, the, the faith component of the university as also being a bonus, but didn't feel that. And now three years later, I would say what Baylor has done for me um, personally is is just that personal faith walk. Um, that has been the coolest thing about being here. You know, we've done some really awesome, incredible things on and off the, the field and court. Our sport programs are um, competing at the highest level. We've had uh, amazing success, but Baylor to me just is is just the most unique setup that you could you could be around it at this level in college athletics when you can bring that faith component into it. I probably wouldn't have said that three years ago, which is also just a testament to what Baylor does for you. It makes you comfortable in your own skin and where you're at in your personal faith walk as well. Well, I think something, John. I I didn't know it when I started here a year ago. Um, and so maybe other people don't, but we, we talk a lot about the faith aspect and how it's the, part of the four pillars. And a lot of people, I think they think that means our work with the student athletes and that they have the opportunity to, you know, dive deeper into their faith and they're given those resources. But I mean, we start every staff meeting with a devotional and we take the time and our bosses talk with us about God. You know, it comes up in conversations. We talk about it on the podcast. And so I think that that's something that is important to note because not everyone, maybe not everyone listening knew that about Baylor athletics. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, not that we take it for granted, but we know that in house, uh, Cody, uh, we're involved in a men's Bible study ministry on Monday mornings that John Mauer leads and the women do the same. Yeah. So that's, that's a a real aspect of, uh, of Baylor athletics that I appreciate. And I know you do too also. And I'll, I'll tell you a, a specific example. Um, Last year, uh, was fortunate to travel with the men's basketball program to Gainesville for the big matchup, the, the Big 12 SEC matchup with Florida. And we had some donors with us on the trip. Um, and so one of the neat things that um, Coach Drew and Coach Tang and the rest of the staff allow us to do is to come into the pregame meal. And I think you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, come into the pregame meal and then, and then watch film study. And, you know, watch the team get ready for the game. And so that's what you would expect. I remember for like 45 minutes, we we were on a devotional and we were singing um, (laughs) songs. You know, Jerome Tang got up there and led us in a a song worship service. And we had a motivational speaker come in. And and so here we are getting ready for this huge game. You know, we were starting to really get hot. And, and be recognized nationally for, for where we were at as a program. And we're hours from the game. And instead of going over X's and O's, we may have done that in 20 minutes or so. 
it was more about uh, pouring into these student athletes and spiritually and motivationally. Um, that was just really cool to see. I love that. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's Baylor basketball right there, and it's not just basketball; it's other sports that do sure. the same thing. But uh, that's a great example. You were there to be a part of that on that road trip. Uh, your background, uh, your baseball player uh, at your alma mater of Southeastern Louisiana. I, I'm going to say uh, an outstanding uh, former Lion student athlete. Fair? Uh, I, I guess that's fair. Right. I don't. Okay. You, know, <laughs> you I, can brag I, on yourself. Yeah. You know, I, I, I took pride in 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 um, doing the best that I could. You know, and and whether that was academically or or on the on the diamond, but. Um, you know, it was a great experience, one that I would never trade for anything else. Um, still in touch with my coaches uh, to this date. I probably would not be here at Baylor if uh, my head baseball coach at that time, J.R. Teagues, who ultimately became the athletic director at Southeastern, uh, he's he hired me in my first ever job there in, in athletics. And so I, that started the, the clock for me, I guess, in this part of the industry. And uh, Ham in America is what that part of uh, Louisiana is, is referred as. Uh, it was a great place to go to school, a different culture for sure, especially being a kid from East Texas. But, um, you know, any chance that I, I get to go back and see those folks, uh, it's a special time. You mentioned your first job. Tell us a little bit about that and how did it propel you into the position that you are now? Yeah, um, you know, I my my undergraduate was in sports management. And I didn't really know, I didn't really know what that meant or what I wanted to do with that. And, but I knew that I just, I wanted to be around sports. I wanted to be around game day. I sort of, you know, as I developed, excuse me, <clears throat> as I developed in my undergraduate, I, 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 you know, I decided that I'd like to go to graduate school as well and, and went for the, for business, for the MBA. And as I got into that program, I, I sort of shifted my, um, my vision for what I wanted to do. I really wanted to be in business somewhere um, and didn't really think that I had a future in working in sports. And, and at that time I was about halfway through grad school uh, serving as the graduate assistant for the university advancement office. Um, so there was some fundraising exposure and my college baseball coach, um, he um, left the diamond to go to the office and, and take the, the athletic director's role at Southeastern, as I, as I was telling you earlier. And it was just God's timing. Um, the, the girl, uh, uh, who, uh, the lady who was overseeing the development office for athletics at that time, um, who actually a couple of weeks ago was just named the deputy AD at Incarnate Word. Oh, wow. But, oh, wow. but, but anyway, she, she left at that same time to go uh, work at Ole Miss. And so, um, you know, Jay called me up one night, you know, I was probably studying or doing whatever you do in graduate school. And he just said, Hey, like, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm new to this. I don't really know um, what all this entails, but I just know I want to surround myself with people that I want to go to work with every day that are going to work hard. And, and I was like, okay, so who are you referencing? Do you need me to reference someone? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, oh, well, you know, we've got this opportunity in the development office. Are you interested? And, and that kind of sparked the emotion of, you know, everybody wants to be wanted. And so I was like, okay, you know, like I played for him for four years and he didn't kick me out of the program. So maybe he'll let me work <laughs> for him for a little while. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later we did, we made the transition and I accepted the position and, 
and I just give him all the credit. I didn't know what I was doing or didn't know what, you know, if you, if you talk about what the Bear Foundation does today, I would not have been able to explain that at that point in time. So it was a very unique, unique situation where um, I was given a chance probably for something I did not meet the requirements for, probably on paper, but he believed in me, and I'm very grateful for that. When it comes to value and great customer service, you can count on us. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. As a customer first award of excellence winner, our customers always receive exceptional service and during the Big Finish event, you save thousands on every car, truck, and SUV. Plus, most vehicles feature 0% financing. The Big Finish event. Now at your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels. Whether on the field or cheering from home, Du Bois Furniture is proud to support the Baylor Bears. If your bear cave needs updating, Du Bois Furniture is here to help. With over 59 years of our family serving yours, let our experienced sales team help you find exactly what you want. We specialize in custom upholstery, stunning dining rooms, elegant bedrooms, gorgeous leather, and top quality mattresses. Come see us in Waco and Temple or visit us online at DuBoisFurniture.com. Du Bois Furniture, where beautiful homes happen. Now, back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. How long were you there? I was there right around two years. Okay, so then two years, and then the United States Air Force Academy, correct? That's correct. Okay, yep. so that's that's a unique, I and mean, Baylor, you know, we talk about the faith aspect, but the Air Force and any one of the military academies obviously brings a lot of prestige, and that's a unique opportunity to be able to work there. So what was that like for you, and what all were you doing there? It was really special. Um, you know, I, I think after a year and a half or so, I, I, I decided I was going to be fully committed to this industry. I loved being around game day. I loved what I was doing. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to grow more. And so I, you know, I, I started to just sort of view the market and, and just see what else was out there. And, and I'm very grateful for Jay for letting me do that and be open about that. And there were several opportunities that came up and Air Force was one of them. And, and, you know, quite honestly, there wasn't any magic that happened or anything that I put on my resume that says, hey, you got to come come get me from southeastern Louisiana. But in the hiring process or in the interview process, as you all know, Mitch Mann, uh, we hit it off really well, who, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, was here at Baylor um, the last couple of years. Um, but, uh, you know, Mitch and I hit it off really well. I went up there and visited the academy and was blown away by Colorado Springs. Um, and, and I really, again, didn't really know what I was getting myself into at that time with how special that experience was going to be. But my role specifically at Air Force was to just come in <clears throat> and develop the annual fund, uh, for, for athletics. It was under Mitch's leadership in the past, uh, few years was, you know, was created and was established. And my role was just to come in and try to take it to the next step, next level. Uh, it was called the Falcon Pride Club. We had five people on our staff and, and uh, you know, 27 different sports at the academy from fencing to you name it, uh, lacrosse. 27. Uh, 27 different sports. Um, unbelievable. Um, I still can't tell you how you score in fencing. <laughs> um, or would never be able to, you know, tread water with those guys in water polo. Yeah. Uh, you know, from water polo to wrestling to rifle, it was awesome. 
Um, so we split all those sports up, and our job was just to go out and speak to alumni, speak to parents, speak to current supporters, and just continue to generate resources. Uh, and what an awesome story that was to be like, hey, you know, these these cadet athletes, these these young men and women are, you know, they're they're they have an elite opportunity for academics while they're here, but they are committing to, you know, going out and serving our country. So let's give them the best experience that we can um, through the Falcon Pride Club. And that was a pretty easy pitch, I guess you could say, for people that people that wanted to invest into that. How different is that doing that job at a military academy compared to what you did at southeastern Louisiana and then what you're doing now at Baylor? I would think just being a military academy, it might there might be some differences there. Well, we can probably start, and I'm probably going to catch some flack if there's any southeastern people <laughs> listening, but just uh, the <laughs> – We'll be sure to send it to them. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to very quickly fix my grammar. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm joking when I say that, but very disciplined structure. Um, the people that you are reaching out to, most most of them are either currently serving in the military, you know, at, you know, that you know that was a cadet athlete at the Air Force Academy, um, or you know you're you're reaching out uh, to to people that are just extremely extremely devoted to the the military aspect of what uh, we were doing there. So there was a standard that we as a staff needed to rise to. You know, as far as our professionalism, how we. Um, how we delivered, um, you know, the pitch mm-hmm. per se, um, how we worked with our coaches, you know, the things that we were raising money for were for the most part, um, completely intangible. So you had to be able to tell that story, um, of what, you know, these cadet athletes are going through and, uh, it was a special experience. And so I would say the difference between that and Southeastern was, um, and I would compare Southeastern or most places, in, in the annual fund in, in college athletics, there's a heavy component to just being transactional, you know, as far as, you know, I, I do make a donation or I do support to potentially have the opportunity to get tickets or parking and all these other things. That's more of a, a business mm-hmm. oriented setup. And this was completely different where we're like, we were totally bought into the mission of what we were doing at the Academy, which is really special to be a part of. If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big text tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big text trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. Say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. 
We're visiting with Cody Gogler, Associate AD for Resource Development, Baylor Athletics, Baylor Bear Foundation. Uh, the Bear Foundation, just unprecedented growth. Uh, we've talked about that, about, you know, what Doug Smith did and others really before Doug uh, got going. Mitch Mann was in here for a while. Mitch went back to Colorado. You stayed at te- in Texas, <laughs> which is good. We're yeah. not, not good that we lost Mitch, but glad that you uh, stayed here, met your wife here, and Married, uh, tell everybody about Kelsey, uh, a yeah. uh, first grade teacher. So Kelsey and I, uh, we met in Colorado when I was at, at the academy. And, uh, you know, so let me just give Mitch Mann, before we get into that, give him all the credit. Uh, and it, I promise you this is going to make sense. But <laughs> um, so Mitch, we didn't know each other uh, before he brought me to Air Force, but then we hit it off really well. We became really good friends. Uh, he's almost like a big brother to me. And he took me under his wing there, and he cared about me as a person, not just an employee. And uh, so we spent a lot of time together on the golf course, outside of the academy, just really becoming really good friends. And Mitch and I were – we coached – he was the head coach, and, of course, I was his assistant coach um, uh, for a Special Olympic soccer team in Colorado Springs. And there was a tournament in Grand Junction, Colorado – one weekend and long story short we go up there and of course our vision is to win the tournament right you know, no excuses <laughs> and we did we won the tournament nice. we got first place uh but one of the moms on the team took us out to dinner after the tournament and um and just pulled me to the side after the you know after dinner and just said just straight up just like like did like skipped all the the fluff and right like, hey are you single <laughs> <laughs> and you're like uh like, all right <laughs> this could uh this could get awkward yeah um and and so you know she just said there's this girl that you know went to school up in Greeley at Northern Colorado that is back in the Springs now she's a teacher and uh, y'all are probably pretty close in age or whatever I think y'all would really like each other and so I'm gonna set y'all up on a blind date. This is just a mom on the team. Yeah, and I'm like okay, well <laughs> wow. um, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So she gives me Kelsey's number and and and. You know, like, that's just kind of, you know, all right. I don't know how I feel about just randomly reaching out to someone. So I texted her, of course, you know, in the, you know, it's 2015 at this time. Everybody just texts right. messages yeah. anyways. <laughs> and she didn't respond for 10 days. Oh, yeah. 10 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Fair after- on her part. I, if I got a text, I'd be like, um, <laughs> I'd be calling that mom. Who is this? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. At this point, you know, Mitch is like all in, like my business. Like, hey, did you get did you get a text message back this day? You know, each and every day. And after like the second or third day, I was pretty much over it. But she did text me back 10 days later. And so um, I was like, okay, I guess I, I'm going to just give this a shot. And so you know, tying Mitch in, I just said, hey, you know, is there a place that we could you know, that I should go that, you know, I, that, you know, she would be impressed with. And he was like, there's this place in downtown Colorado Springs. It's like, it's like below ground level. It's like, you're in a subway station. It's really cool. It was called the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And, um, so anyways, here I am, you know, taking Kelsey shows up to my house, very chivalrous on my part. I asked her to come to my house. (laughs) Um, you know, so hindsight's, I guess always 2020, but so we're on our way and we get to the rabbit hole and we're sitting there and we're having dinner. I'm super nervous, you know, she was extremely beautiful and, you know, we, I thought we were hitting it off really well and she got up to go to the restroom. So I'm kind of sitting there, you know, trying to, 
you know, all right, what am I going to say next? Or, you know, is this even going well? And all of a sudden, here comes Mitch. Oh. <laughs> at the restaurant. Walking up to That's me great. at the table uh, with uh, his now wife, Miranda. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were sitting over on the other side of the restaurant and didn't tell me. They were, and they of were course watching they were. Oh, the of course time. they were. That's the Mitch I know. Yeah, That's and, right. And so he came up and put my arm around me and told me I was doing a great job. You know, keep it together. <laughs> At least they waited till she went to yeah. the restroom. <laughs> So, um, that's a, that's my funny story that I like to tell about how Kelsey and I met. Um, and then, you know, one thing led to another and, and, uh, we got married in 2017, um, after I had already moved to, to Waco to work at Baylor, uh, for Mitch, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and so sort of convinced her and she, she bought in and, and, and ultimately without even knowing what her personal job was, was going to be and. And, uh, and, and it, it, she was a teacher in Colorado, and she ended up getting a first-grade teaching job at Spring Valley Elementary down here in Hewitt and has been at the same school the entire time. I mean, she loves it. So we're just really blessed to be here. We love being here, and uh, it's a it's a wonderful story to tell. Well, clearly the first date went well. It did. Yeah. And we'll give you credit because right now, you know, you said 2015, everyone texts. Everyone also, you know, there's dating apps and all that <laughs> stuff. And so having her come to your house – that was actually kind of a nice thing, you know. Yeah, you, that way, wrong with that. Yeah, it was. It was all. That's all good. Not. I'm still not sure what I was thinking there, but it, yeah. it did work out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's better than you were already the the random stranger who <laughs> that's you know true. asked for got her number and texted her. So now at least she was meeting you on your ground. <laughs> let's, Brooke, let's follow up and get Kelsey's version. Of <laughs> yes, I would love that. her we'll going her to his and, house. Yeah. There, Kelsey yeah, will the tell day. you that I had an extra. Texan twang to my accent that day. Oh, yeah. She has since figured out since then I actually don't sound that country. So yeah. I must have been trying to impress her <laughs> and uh, have my cowboy boots on. But There you go. Anyways, Kelsey, um, love her to death. She's amazing. She supports me and all my dreams and aspirations. And, and uh, we're opposite people. She was not huge into sports. And I'm like, okay, like let's watch anything that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports kind of guy. And so it's a uh, – it was a marriage meant to be, and uh, it's just extremely grateful for just uh, what she puts up with me uh, for on a daily basis. So at what <laughs> point did we call that mom and say, thank you? She, <laughs> They were at our wedding. There you and, go. And uh, so she saw it all the way through, and she is not shy about taking complete credit for, for, the, for the marriage. <laughs> that's, that's it's a wonderful. great story. It is. Great story. The Bear Foundation, as I mentioned, unprecedented success, $19.5 million uh, raised for student-athlete scholarships this year. That's a huge number. I told you I remember when we topped a million dollars for the first time, and that was a big deal, let me tell you, to get to seven digits. But now it's $19.5 million is the number this year. In this, in this environment, in, uh, you know, in a pandemic, um, how different have things been and how generous have Baylor folks been during in this climate yeah it's i know we've talked about it before um you know the 19.5 million you know we that was through 31 may of this year so uh you know just if you can imagine usually between march april and may each year that's a big part of the year because the deadline to make your gifts is coming up um, for the upcoming year and so, you know, we were all working remotely and, and, uh, you know, I can vividly remember a conversation where we were going back and forth on, do we even send an email that says, this is what your balance is? 
will you continue to support us? Or, you know, we care about you. We love you. We hope you're okay. Stay safe. All those things. Or do we just like totally, you know, and, and when you talk to other schools in the big 12, everybody was in the same boat. Like, I'm not sure what we're going to do. So we, we really did. We really did pray about it. We, we, we fought about it probably. Um, you know, how are we going to approach this? And, and ultimately we put together a messaging package, you know, through probably six weeks in April and May and just put it out there. And the response was incredible. You know, the reunited relief initiative is what we were sort of tailoring things around. You can make a gift outside of your bear foundation membership just to support student athletes, or you could, you know, pay your bear foundation membership. And lo and behold, we get to the end of May and we were expecting probably to finish in the 18s, you know, maybe, and, and we, we get to 19.5, which was like a $700,000 surplus versus what mm. we were budgeted for for the year. And uh, I know our staff worked really hard on that, but ultimately the credit goes to um, our Bear Foundation members. They've answered the bell year after year. Um, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. And uh, just the gratitude that we have for our Bear Foundation members is – uh, is, is, is to the point where we can't really describe it. Uh, it's just uh, gratefulness. I think this is the perfect time to just say thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I can't say thank you enough. Absolutely. But, but think about that. I mean, nobody would have given a second thought if you went backwards a little bit this year. Pro- you know, think about all the businesses, especially all the nonprofits that have gone backwards and, and done good to hold steady. Sure. But you grew and had a surplus uh, during this time this year. Yeah, it just, again, goes back to, you know, you cast a vision and, and you hope people will buy in. They they are completely bought in. And, and, and you know, I, I think there was each year is going to present unique challenges. At least at that point in time, I think there was some uncertainty about um, will everyone be able to go to a football game? Right. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a limited capacity? So we sort of were able to. Um, not necessarily use that as an advantage, but I think there was still that hope, you know, that, hey, take care of my Bear Foundation membership. We're going to have football season. We're going to get there. And so all those things came together, and it was sort of the perfect storm to to get there. And and now as we look at this year, this is where, you know, we're like, okay, Bear Foundation members, you've had our back before. You guys are amazing. Um, This is where we're really going to need our Bear Foundation members. You know, the experience that you get, as being a season ticket holder <clears throat> and a Bear Foundation member has drastically changed. And we totally own that and recognize that. And uh, and we're saddened by that. You know, we love our fans. We love game day. And uh, so, uh, you know, our Bear Foundation members right now are still continuing to answer the, the bell for what we're casting as a vision for year-end giving and, and heading into the, to the spring months. And so we've got a lot of work to do in front of us, but uh, – just the way that last year finished up gives us a lot of hope, you know, that we're going to, we're going to get through this year. We're going to be just fine. When it comes to value and great customer service, you can count on us. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. As a customer first award of excellence winner, our customers always receive exceptional service and during the Big Finish event, you save thousands on every car, truck, and SUV. Plus, most vehicles feature 0% financing. The Big Finish event. Now at your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I try to stay, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. 
Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Sausage wraps on there, the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. Next in line. This is the Sikkim Podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast. Brooke Bednars, the voice of the Bears, John Morris, and Associate AD for Resource Development, Cody Gogler. Cody, you know, we just talked a little bit about the success of last year, what the Bear Foundation has done for our student-athletes despite the pandemic. You guys got to give back to them a little while ago, maybe a couple of weeks at this point with a Donor Appreciation Week. Uh, What was that week like, and um, why was it so important for you guys to do so? Well, that reminds me, before we get into that, I did uh, for Donor Appreciation, last week was Donor Appreciation Week. Oh, last week. And um, yesterday was Giving Tuesday. So in light of all of those things, I actually brought each of you. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. A clear stadium tote with all kinds of Bear Foundation related items in there. I love it. We will advertise for you. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's ever brought us gifts before. No, this is a the history of the Sikkim Podcast. The history of the Nobody's brought us gifts. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate That's wonderful. That. And I, I will kindly uh, suggest or ask that you just remember that if you haven't completed your Bear Foundation <laughs> <laughs> pledge yet. Very fair. Yes. That's yes, fair. yes. Very fair. But um, Donor Appreciation Week. We were Donor Appreciation Week. Uh, that was um, something that we decided really it wasn't intended to be last minute, but this has just really been a crazy year with tickets and 25% capacity and how are we going to do basketball season and you look up and here we are and it was November and we hadn't normally we like to do something for our donor appreciation week surrounding you know a big football game Mm -hmm. or so we just decided hey let's do something virtual let's try it out we gave away over 350 gifts Uh, we're still collecting orders for those that were that won as part of the gift suite Um, and it was just a it was a good time for us to pause and realize that these are people who work hard, who have families, who through challenging times that they may be experiencing are still buying into our vision. And even if it's as simple as a text message with a video or an email or a letter that they got in the mail or a, a Chrome car decal that they ultimately want in a gift suite, we just want them to know in the smallest fashion that we could possibly tell them that just how much we really appreciate them. And uh, hopefully that goes a long way. Um, with uh, with just showing our members that while we're a big time, uh, you could you could compare us to being just like a big business setting at this level in college athletics. That we want our Bear Foundation members to understand that Baylor we want to be unique and different, and we want to treat our members and treat our student athletes and just treat the entire Baylor family like it is family. And uh, so hopefully uh, the week um, ended well as far as everyone just feeling good about supporting uh, Baylor athletics. Well, it was great. I mean, it's great to have the Donor Appreciation Week. And like Brooke said earlier, we can't say thank you enough to the uh, Bear Foundation members. And then Giving Tuesday was this week. And now we're into, as we uh, turn the calendar to December, now we're into the 12 days of Christmas giving. Uh, this is really cool what you've rolled out. Tell us about that. 
I was going to sing you all the 12 days of Christmas oh. giving song. That is there a version of that? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if we have enough time for that. We'll make time for that. I was that. about to say, it's a podcast. <laughs> don't twist our arm. <laughs> you know, I think we're just trying really hard to, uh, through just a challenging year, to also just sort of let our hair down a little bit and have some fun with our Bear Foundation members. And, you know, um, the Christmas season is such a special season, especially for a place like Baylor who totally embraces that. And so, um, yes, there's a need that we have within the Bear Foundation, and we've created uh, this fun little marketing campaign around it to generate and encourage our members to to make contributions on their pledges for this year and next year. Uh, but we're also um, going to have a, a gift suite available again. It was sort of a uh, – we didn't know how it was going to go for Donor Appreciation Week, but there was over almost 2,000 requests. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> So, hey, let's do it again. Let's yeah. do it again for 12 days of Christmas. And, you know, we're giving away our Bear Foundation suite for the Oklahoma State game. Um, and I don't have the list in front of me, but there are some really cool gifts uh, as part of the as part of the gift suite. Um, you know, as far as, <clears throat> excuse me, um, tickets, you know, on Champions Row, which is it's a it's the 2020 version of right. Champions Row for, <laughs> for men's and women's basketball. Uh, really neat apparel items. Um, photo opportunities for families um, in McLean Stadium whenever we're allowed to do that again. And all that information is on our Bear Foundation website. But but really, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We just want, we want our Bear Foundation members to have fun with it. It's a good opportunity for us to sort of slide in that reminder uh, in a very respectful way that we do still need you. Uh, and this is a very critical time of the year for us to generate Bear Foundation uh, support as part of year-end giving. So, um we will we'll see how this finishes up, and, and ultimately we'll finish it up next weekend with uh, an announcement at McLean Stadium while we're playing Oklahoma State to sort of celebrate uh, just the uh, nice tease the twelve days. Yeah, that was, very good. That was good. All right. There's also some other things in there that you know. There's like I don't know this really big exciting basketball game this weekend That's and right. <laughs> things like that. So plenty of things if you go to the Bear Foundation website that. Um, are all included there for you guys to check out. That's a really good reminder. We are having a socially distant watch party uh, in partnership with the Baylor Club on Saturday at noon for Baylor men's basketball versus Gonzaga. That's a nationally televised game, I believe, on CBS. So we know that there's going to be an opportunity for our Bear Foundation members to watch that from home or watch it from their smartphones or tablets. But we also know that there's a lot of members that love fellowship and love being together. So we're going to open up the Baylor Club and, and we'll invite as many that want to come up to 300 people. And uh, there will be a, a meal included uh, for registration uh, to include uh, water, tea, and coffee. I'm not sure what the meal is just yet. Mike Mosel's working those details out at the Baylor Club. But uh, all indications are that it'll be a great meal. Yeah, if Mike has anything to do with it, it'll be good. <laughs> I was about to say it's tasty. Uh, it'll be first <laughs> first class. Well, that sounds like fun, the uh, 12 days of giving from the Bear Foundation. We've also seen the uh, digital gift guide that's on our website, BaylorBears.com. Uh, tell us uh, about that as folks are maybe in the holiday mood, holiday spirit, buying spirit. Uh, Black Friday's behind us. Uh, Cyber Monday <laughs> is behind us. But, hey, if you're thinking about Christmas, we've got some ideas for you. 
you know, if you're if you're a Baylor fan um, and you like follow us on Twitter or Facebook or are a Bear Foundation member and you get our emails, we have not been shy about saying, hey, here's how you can be involved <laughs> with Baylor athletics during the holidays. Um, Courtney Scrivano, our associate AD for marketing and fan engagement and her team. Again, just like the Bear Foundation, we were trying to think of a fun and unique way for our members to just enjoy the Christmas season with us. And uh, she did an amazing job with her team putting together this holiday gift guide. And, uh, you know, it's very similar to what you would see with like uh, like an Amazon gift guide or things that you would you'd be used to getting around this time of the year. It looks really neat. Um, and, you know, from from going in and, and seeing what's available in the bookstore to other neat apparel items uh, from um, the, the college vault that we just launched yeah, with Sailor really Bear. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, all the way to, you know, giving a gift to someone it, it, like season tickets. You know, 21, 2021 season tickets are available online right now on BaylorBears.com. And as part of the holiday gift guide, you could actually go online and, and purchase season tickets for someone. And we have a process set up where we will give you a gift certificate pretty quickly uh, within 24 to 48 hours so that you can put that under the tree or put it on the tree or put it in a stocking for someone as a really neat Christmas gift. And, and so uh, again, all the credit goes to Courtney and her team. It's uh, it's a really special deal that I think just by feedback that we've received so far, just by the, the, uh, the amount of people that have viewed this guide or, you know, the impressions that we've had online, I think a lot of people are extremely interested. Well, one thing to note, too, obviously, our teams are very successful. They're a lot of fun to watch. Um, But my family was able to uh, visit me for Thanksgiving, and so they were able to go. uh, We were part of the 25% um, fans allowed at the Farrell Center for the women's uh, basketball season opener. And, uh, you know, my my dad just looked over at me in the middle of that game and goes, we're wearing our masks, very socially distant. The, The cheerleaders are in the stands, you know, a little ways away from us. And he goes, we're going to remember this game. Hmm. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, we're going to remember this game because this is a pandemic. And we remembered when games weren't happening, we couldn't watch them on TV. And then to be able to, you know, we sat in an arena when there was only 25% people here, what it looked like, John and everybody at the very top of the arena, you know, calling the games and just the different atmosphere. And so while it might look different, it's still a memory and it's it's history in itself for you to be able to be at these games because you know we look back at footage of old games and mm-hmm. it does not look the same so <laughs> that's another little thing if, if you haven't been to a game maybe be a part of history and what it looks like to be a part of the 25 percent crowd uh, at any of our venues it's a really it's i actually had a very similar experience brooke um at our football game this weekend um Basically, the way I would point it is, is we are, we will have our moment again. Um, you know, we're going to get through this. Um, there's, you know, we're just going to have to be patient. Um, and, and I remember back in 2017 or 2018, I, I was having a conversation with Mac. And I think it was at a volleyball game. And I, we had just maybe went through the, the challenging football season that we did in 2017. And there was a lot of things going on. It's just a challenging time. And I just told Mac, like, hey. I just want us to have our moment, and 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 he was like, "We will." And I will, and I'll never forget last year, whenever we um, we were playing Oklahoma College Game Day in McLean Stadium, 
That was the uh, game I was referencing, mm-hmm. all the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had our moment, and that was really neat to be a part of that. And the reason why I say that is that the game on Saturday, I was walking around showing various parts of the stadium to one of our new staff members, Deron Brown, and uh, just trying to explain different things to him. And, and he made a comment of like, oh, man, this is just really different. He's a former Division One college football player at Troy. So he knows what it's like to play in a big-time atmosphere. And I remember saying, hey, Duran, don't worry, man. We're going to have our moment again. And so that's pretty cool that you bring that up. Boy, that's great. And and that is those moments, those opportunities, those events is why you do what you do, right? I mean, not speaking for you, but what you do for our student-athletes and then for our fans. I mean, the Bear Foundation helps people experience these moments uh, at the at the very highest level that they can. It really, for me, being vulnerable and honest, uh, I love what I do. Um, As I grow and mature and get older and and have more time in this part of the industry, you start to appreciate the work that you do as far as how it's impacting lives. You see examples, especially here at Baylor, of a student athlete. Um, There's a specific student athlete um, with with our, uh, and I'll just say one of our basketball programs, who I was able to witness just over time get to a point to where this student athlete um, was baptized and, you know, accepted Christ into their heart. And that's really, that's just really neat. And that's a moment and that's a Baylor moment. But as far as, you know, and I love those things and I'm starting to, to appreciate what I do on a daily basis to impact that. But I'm why I love sports. I'm just wired for game day. And so I love those moments. I love that 30 seconds, the official starts the play clock. It's fourth and goal. It's raining outside, and there's 50,000 people in the stadium, and it's go time. Like, that's – I love those moments. And so you live for them. And they only come, you know, once every year or so. You get lucky, and, you know, for us here at Baylor, all of our sport programs are doing well. So you have a lot of these moments. And so I think whenever you are going through – what we are going through this year, mm-hmm. you have faith and, and hope that you're going to get back to a moment like that. Well, and then speaking, you know, John, you touched on, you know, what it means for all of our fans to be able to enjoy the game day at the highest level. And in 2020, that looks different, but nonetheless, the highest level that we can get to right now. Um, but you're a former student athlete. And so can you talk on the perspective of, you know, what these types of donations do for you as a student athlete. Um, obviously, we don't have one of our own to talk about it right now and what it means to them, but from your perspective. You know, Bear Foundation memberships, <clears throat> excuse me, Bear Foundation memberships ultimately are the conduit for a student athlete to come here and, and have a scholarship, an academic scholarship to, to go pursue uh, academics and pursue their dreams in that area. It covers that part of it. Which as we spoke last week, we know that they're very successful in. <laughs> yes, only a 94% uh, GSR, uh, whatever. Marcus needs to do better. Yeah. Yeah. If he would stop spending all of his time on all these podcasts and actually get to work, we could get that to like 98%. If you haven't heard Marcus Sidberry, go back and listen you to the podcast go back and last listen. week. Yes. <clears throat> really, really, um, that's the conduit and and how we, we cast the vision. But as a former student athlete, there's – there's so much to the experience of, you know, the scholarship is what you are offered and that's what brings you here. Um, just the character formation, I would say, uh, just the personal development of being a student athlete, the discipline, 
the lifelong friendships, the things that you learn uh, to, to overcome adversity, um, those are the the things that I wish we could just have a camera and our Bear Foundation members could just see a student athlete like 24 hours a day for four straight years and be like, wow, mm. what an amazing experience that student athlete had and a life-changing experience. And I would just say, looking back at my time at Southeastern, man, there are just so many things within our baseball program that didn't have to do with wins and losses that I probably subconsciously have benefited from on a daily basis every every single day as far as just uh, um, just trying to be a better person, trying to make good decisions, you know, overcoming adversity, working hard, all those things. And I know that's uh, times a thousand here with the resources that we have for our student athletes at Baylor. Well, so if anyone is listening and they're not already a Bayer Foundation member and they want to be a part of that and giving that, um, those opportunities to a student athlete here, what's the best way to do that? Is it in the 12 days of giving or how, how should they go about that? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, different ways. Um, the, the easiest way would be to go to BaylorBearFoundation.com and click our United for 10 image on the front page. United for 10 is a campaign in conjunction with the university's Give Light campaign. <clears throat> Excuse me. In conjunction with the university's Give Light campaign, uh, that we launched last se September uh, to try for 10,000 Bear Foundation members over time. Uh, this year we were very close to 7,000. We started at 6,000. So um, United for 10 is where they go on, on our Bear Foundation page, and it's a very simple process. You don't have to do a ton of red tape work to you know put in all your information. It really is just sign up for as little as $25. We know um, a lot of our prospective members – are interested in season tickets. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, we've made it very easy for someone to just go to BaylorBears.com, go to football season tickets, and you can actually look at what is available for 2021 right now for our schedule next year. And you can actually buy season tickets and within that transaction, um, take care of your Bear Foundation membership all in one. So those are the, the two main ways. It just really depends on whether or not you want season tickets. Great. BaylorBearFoundation.com, BaylorBears.com. Uh, check out BaylorBears.com slash gift guide, uh, Baylor.edu slash Christmas. There's a lot of things there. So we're just, we just want to help people here in the holiday <laughs> yes. season. We want to help you with your shopping and some great gift ideas like season tickets, like you said, or maybe even uh, you could gift a, a Bear Foundation membership to someone. What a great gift that would be. That's right. Uh, and you know what? If, if you do it, I may have a few extra oh, goodie, goodie bags. bags that I've given <laughs> y'all today. All right. You heard it here first. You did. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy holidays to you and the 12 days of uh, giving uh, for the Bear Foundation. That's a lot of fun, and we're in the midst of that now. And we appreciate you being with us today. Thanks very much. Thank you all both very much. It was a pleasure and appreciate all the hard work that you do for our student athletes and uh, really hope that you each have a wonderful uh, holiday season and a Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. Thanks for the goodie bags also. Yes, thank You're you. You're welcome. Merry Co Christmas. <laughs> Cody Gogler with us, Associate AD for Resource Development. That is this week's Sikkim podcast for Brooke Bednars. And Cody, I'm John Morris. We'll talk to you next week with another edition of the Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com.
The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.